0: If you suspect or just have an inkling that you might have Hashimoto's Mm. or something is off with your body or you have a thyroid condition or you're just wondering why can't I feel like myself again, this Mm. episode is for you. This is for the ladies who maybe have not gotten diagnosed with Hashimoto's yet or hypothyroidism. (laughs) Or maybe you're new to your diagnosis, you're feeling overwhelmed and you're just wondering what the heck am I supposed to do? I'm gonna share all the symptoms of Hashimoto's today. Keep it really simple because I know that overwhelm can get the best of us. My name is Dr. Emily Kybird. I am a chiropractor and movement specialist. I work with women with Hashimoto's from a movement strength perspective. I too have Hashimoto's, it has been in remission since about 2017, and I help women all over the world get to the root cause of their Hashimoto's symptoms and learn how to work out without the burnout. This is Thyroid Strong Podcast, welcome. So I'm going to just start to list and explain some of the symptoms, and if you have some of these symptoms, at the end I'm going to share what to do. So if you're that woman who raises her hand with a, hell yes, I have these symptoms, but you got your TSH run, your thyroid stimulating hormone, and you're told everything is normal. And you're wondering, well, everything doesn't feel normal. Is this supposed to be my new norm? Those were the exact feelings that I experienced when I met with my first four doctors (laughs) with Hashimoto's. And it wasn't until I actually got diagnosed and felt like, oh, this is why I'm not feeling good. Now I can actually take a step in the right direction to create a proper plan and hand in hand with my doctor and start to get like stoke the fire of hope, right? Because if we don't have hope, we don't have anything. And if you've listened to past podcasts, you know if you get your energy back, you can do anything. So let's break down some of these symptoms. So the most common symptom that I hear and that most practitioners hear is that weight gain. And it's not just like, oh, I gained a couple pounds. It's I gained 20 pounds in three months and nothing else changed. I'm still doing the same exercise. I'm still eating the same. Nothing else has changed and I suddenly just popped and gained a bunch of weight. Okay. So the first symptom is weight gain. The next one is fatigue. And it's not just, oh, I need a nap in the afternoon, which is not normal. You should not need a nap every afternoon. But this fatigue that is crushing, you wake up tired, you're tired all day, you're dragging, and then you go to bed, and you can't sleep. So this really crushing fatigue, probably equivalent to first trimester fatigue when we're pregnant. It might be even worse. I've had women say that Hashimoto's fatigue is worse than first trimester pregnancy fatigue. The next one is trouble tolerating cold or always having the sensitivity to cold. So when I was kind of at the depths of my Hashimoto's diagnosis, I always wore a scarf around my neck. Even if it was 90 degrees and super humid in July and August in New York City, which if you've been there at that time, you know it's disgusting and it's hot beyond. But I always used to need to wear something around my neck that was cold intolerance. Uh, I never liked any air blowing on me, like air conditioning. And I always brought a jacket with me everywhere I went, even in the summertime. Joint pain and muscle aches are very common, especially if they have no clear mechanism of injury. Like you didn't step off the curb and twist your ankle, you didn't, you know, carry heavy groceries on your shoulder for an hour walking home, just this unexplained joint pain and muscle aches that you can't really get to the bottom of. And it kind of moves around the body. Constipation. All right. So if you're not pooping at least once a day, you need to, right? That's a sign of constipation. Dry skin or dry hair, thinning hair. And these may sound very benign, but the Hashi version of this is your hair is falling out in clumps. Brittle nails, like nails that are cracking, they feel really brittle. Going back to the hair, losing the outer third of your eyebrow and thinking to yourself, oh, maybe I just over tweezed, but you didn't. You're losing your hair. Heavy or irregular menstrual cycles, periods, fertility issues, having multiple miscarriages, trying to get pregnant, and it's just not happening. Slowed heart rate. Another one that goes back to joint pain and muscle aches is a slow, deep tendon reflex. So when the doctor takes a reflex hammer and hits your reflexes, they're slow or delayed. That might might be one you might not know. Uh, Sluggishness, increased sleepiness. This kind of goes to fatigue, but it might resonate with you when you hear, oh yeah, I feel sluggish versus uh, fatigue. Muscle weakness, so not only muscle pain, but muscle weakness. Muscles that are not only achy, but they're tender and they're stiff. Joint stiffness, not only joint pain, depression, anxiety, problems with memory or concentration. Another word for this is brain fog. I know know, before I was diagnosed, I felt like there was a literal cloud over my head. I could start my sentence, but I couldn't remember how to finish it or I was misplacing things all the time or being a mom, having a business. There's a lot of multitasking and feeling like you don't have the energy or capacity to do multiple things in your day, like be with your kids and then run your business and not necessarily being able to run all the things at once. At the same time, our brains can't do that, but just having the mental capacity to put on a different hat. So brain fog, swelling in the front of your neck, um, which could also, it's also known as a goiter, puffiness in your face, right? So it's not only bloating, which can be another symptom, abdominal bloating, feeling like you eat and you bloat but also puffiness in your face. Almost like it's red, it's puffy, it's inflamed, but nothing else really changed, you don't know why. The last one I wanna share is enlargement of your tongue. Almost like your tongue feels like it doesn't fit your mouth. Or maybe you have scalloped edges around the size of your tongue. That enlargement of your tongue, which can also come with a lot of other things, but like a a histamine reaction. And then the last one I wanna share is gut issues. So you eat and you bloat, or you have kind of um, constipation, but then you have these bouts of diarrhea and running to the bathroom. So, you know, if you're feeling these symptoms and you haven't been diagnosed with Hashimoto's or you haven't seen a doctor yet, it's time, right? Don't accept these symptoms as your new norm, right? These are not normal symptoms, don't accept it as your norm. I know I did that because I was a new mom and I just thought, oh, this is what it's like to be a new mom. But a lot of people give themselves that excuse like, oh, this is what it's like to turn 40. This is what it's like to go through menopause. To speak to menopause, a lot of women get diagnosed with hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's as they're going through perimenopause or menopause because the symptoms are almost, they're very similar. They mimic each other. Same thing with mold exposure. The symptoms of mold exposure are almost identical to Hashimoto's symptoms. So I think the key is to take action. Despite the fatigue, despite the sluggishness, despite the sleepiness, don't just lay in bed and accept that this is your new norm and that maybe you need a nap. Take action. Go find a doctor that will do blood work. If you're tired, a full thyroid panel with antibodies, also checking for anemia, Um, full iron panel with ferritin as an add-on and get the data. I like to take action once I get data points. I don't like to take action based on an emotional feeling because emotions change. I don't like to take action based on my gut feeling, which I know is very, you know, goes against what we culturally say, like, go with your gut. It's like, well, if my gut has gut dysbiosis and blows every time I eat, how can I go with my gut? It feels off and I feel off. So, and if you find a doctor that only tests TSH and tells you that you're normal and that everything's fine, keep hunting, keep searching for someone that will listen and that will resonate. It might be a functional medicine doctor, a naturopathic physician. It could be an endocrinologist that just has a broader depth and perspective to Hashimoto's or hypothyroid diagnosis. If you hear these symptoms, and you say yes to like five of them, it's time to go get some labs. If you feel like you can't get labs done, there are places where you can pay out of pocket and get your own labs done, like Paloma Health, your lab work are the two that come to mind. And you could do those tests at home, especially Paloma has a thyroid lab where it's a finger prick versus getting your blood drawn and having to go somewhere and you can get results and you can at least get the data points to start to find a practitioner that you can work with that will listen. I know in kind of the darkest depths of my Hashimoto's feeling extremely fatigued, probably 40 pounds overweight. My TSH was I think around three, which is in conventional norm. But optimal optimal TSH norm, the range that functional medicine doctors use, high end is 2.5. So I was outside optimal, I was inside conventional norm, and I felt like death. So find a practitioner that's going to work with you, that resonates, that feels like they listen, that's willing to hunt and be on this journey with you to pivot, to make recommendations because we like to think that our healing with Hashimoto's is linear, but it really ebbs and flows. We take one step forward healing our gut, then we take two steps back doing a parasite protocol and we feel like death. We take one step forward Finding that we have mold in the apartment, but then we take two steps back, having to detox our own body with for mold exposure, and have to actually pay for the remediation. We take one step forward because we're no longer taking two p.m. naps. We feel exhausted when the slightest night of sleep is off. We're exhausted. So it's an ebb and flow. Don't expect it to be linear. Don't expect one thing to be the cure all. And If these symptoms, if you raise your hand and be like, oh my God, I have so many of these symptoms, find a provider. It's worth it. You're worth it. And don't accept these symptoms as your new norm. All right, ladies, this was short and sweet, a solo shorty on Thursday. I'll see you next week.